This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. Many organizations are becoming more aware of their social accountability, resulting in the creation of corporate social responsibility initiatives and or branches within the company. But is this actually making an impact? And how can CSR move from being an afterthought to a core tenant of your organization? I have Aaron Dassen, Act Lead at Mad Movement, with me on the line to speak about that. All right. Hi, everyone. I hope you all are having a good time. Uh, I'm Aaron. So I'm the Mad Act Lead uh, in Mad Movement. Uh, we were previously known as Leadernomics Community and uh, previously are being rebranded at this particular moment. And what we do is that we help and we partner with most of our clients who get them to really work on their CSR goals uh, and, and making sure that it is not, uh, it's a sustainable sort of a, uh, approach rather than a one-time, you know, you come in, you do your CSR. So we have been working with our clients, partnering with them. And we have been also learning a lot in this space because we have been existing and helping the community. But, you know, every year it's going to be something new and we really need to make sure that what we do there is, is, is something that really impacts the community because we do not want to be called a, a corporate social responsibilities partner, but not really considering... What is it in for the corporate? What is it in for the community? Mm. So that's what we have been doing. And it has been a great journey. Yes, back to you, Christine. <laughs> okay. Uh, very newsreader style. Very cute. Uh, okay. First of all, I think let's start with, uh, you know, obviously, I think a lot of people do know, but just for clarity's sake, what do you mean by corporate social responsibility? What is that actually defined as for you? Mm-hmm. So for us, uh, when we look at the term corporate social responsibility, some people uh, even get it confused with ESG now, with environmental, social and governance. Uh, but entirely what it means for us and then you're partnering with uh, corporate is that, you know, the whole term on how do we put ourselves in impacting the community. So when you talk about corporate, uh, you know, being an organization, all of us have a certain community that we reach out to. It could be an internal employees and it could be the uh, place that we're in. So the people around us. Uh, but the whole purpose of this is that how do we impact these people? Not just in our business then, uh, but also in terms of the aid that we can provide, the impact that we can draw in terms of our strength, our people. And it, it is definitely is then uh, looking at, hey, now that I'm in this community, how can I be a responsible citizen? So it's going back to the organization of their existence in that community. Mm-hmm. So and that's where we, you know, uh, try our best to make sure that as we speak to people, as we speak to uh, no matter who we are talking to, you know, the idea is that if you are in a place, there is a community that you belong to. And, and, and what, what do you owe to them? You know, what sort of uh, image that you want to showcase to them? And, and that has been the whole definition that we go about in terms of your own corporate social responsibilities. Right. I mean, I can see how that gets sort of mixed up with ESG because mm-hmm. ESG, are obviously, uh, that's environmental, social and governance, which I think, you know, does apply like some elements of that, but it's very... Uh, kind of customize, I guess, to specifically what the company's sort of going for, what they're focused on, right? So mm-hmm. it's not a kind of one-size-fits-all thing. But of course, you know, with a corporate social responsibility, you do have like environmental aspects of that, philanthropic, mm-hmm. ethical, economic responsibility. So there, there is an overlap, but they're not like the same thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Great. So, I mean, take me through, I guess, um, maybe the uh, misconceptions about or the... Uh, kind of standard practices for CSR that maybe are looking at it from sort of the wrong point of view here. Cool. And then I think uh, coming into the whole corporate social responsibility field, and I'm, I'm a big fan of corporate social responsibility when I first started my career and I was in a big organization and I was doing 
uh, this whole thing. And that's when I got to really, I got really excited about this whole corporate social responsibility because being as a student and when you come in and you join your first job and then you realize that, hey, they are not just about making money. They're going to go and support some people. And that really gave me a lot of passion in yeah. terms of it. And, 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 and that's really great, right? And when we look at it, and as mentioned by Christian, right, uh, when we talk about corporate responsibility, there's these four segments. But before going into the four segment, what do normally people do? And then there's, there's, there are good things and also there are bad things about it, right? So, because some people have it, a different understanding. So, for some people or some organizations, it has become corporate responsibility, you know, all right, we have some extra cash, you know, what should we do? Should we donate it for people with, you know, there's this flood issue, let's give it to them or there's this this particular, let's just give it to them. And and, and that has been the way for some time back then. Uh, but organizations are becoming more and more adaptable towards the current need of it, which is uh, no longer just about giving cash. Can we look at in terms of volunteering? Uh, can we look at, you know, what's the need of this community? You know, let's just choose this. Uh, there's a lot of them adopt a certain community and they're like, hey, you know what, let's continue to grow. So that, and I think this is very important for any businesses, right? This word will always come out, which is ROI, return of investment. So if you are giving out a certain money to uh, a one-off thing, it's fine. But if you're going to be doing it over time and over a lot of time, you actually see over the existence of 10 years, you would have spent this much of money. But what did that mean for you? And that's when now corporate social responsibility has taken a different turn, where it is now looking into, if I'm going to invest into this community, what are they going to get? And how are they going to be benefiting? And, and, and you know, are they going to come back to us uh, to become our employers? Are they going to be, you know, going to another place? And, and are they going to go and impact the nation from there? And that's why uh, the the good and bad has happened, which is uh, no people are no longer in terms of giving cash out. And then people will be now, a lot of them will also like, wow, it's so hard to do social work, right? No one is giving us the fun to do things we want. A lot of them are talking about strategies nowadays. Okay, how are we going to impact? And that takes a different turn. And, and I, I think that's a very good turn in that sense. So this, these are some of the things that we that's happening now uh, mm. that I would say that, you know, it's no longer a one-off thing. Everyone is thinking for a long-term being present in the community. Yeah, because I think people are now starting to realize that uh, in terms of, ev- I mean, even for stuff like if you want to talk about ROI, your brand positioning and your mm-hmm. image as a company is, you know, they can be greatly affected by the kinds of CSR initiatives that you're doing and uh, to what extent you're actually benefiting people around you, uh, sort of uh, regardless of what that does for your bottom line in, in a sense, right? But that it's, it's it all kind of helps. Basically what it is is like, look, if you're just trying to do good, it will probably come back to you in the end. I think it's kind of <laughs> what that boils down to, right, at, at some point. But okay, so you mentioned, and I think we both kind of touched on this earlier, there are four areas of corporate social mm-hmm. responsibility. Let's go through them a little bit here. Um, so let's maybe start with, uh, well, actually, since we're on it, let's start with that philanthropic um, mm-hmm. area. Let's talk about that. So when, when we talk about this fall and philanthropic being the part where it's a pillar that uh, you know some of them set and and what does this whole philanthropic means is that mm. uh, when companies they look at it you know to give you all examples it will be more towards uh, you know donating a certain amount of profit hey I've made this much of money I'm gonna donate it to this cause and it's 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 sometimes festival driven if you were to see mm-hmm. during uh, Raya Deepali Christmas or Chinese New Year there's this this cash that is being given for a good cause not yeah. like just to give up to people there are also the other part where it's it's more towards a supplier vendor sort of a transaction. So it is towards aligning towards that they check, making sure that, you know, uh, as businesses, as they consider the vendors that they partner with, you know, are they partnering with the right
right person? Are they making sure that you know these vendors are have a certain amount of uh, I would say uh, values that is being aligned in terms of who are their people? How are they getting their raw material? So these are things that are being tied back. But to sum up the whole philanthropic, if you were to ask me, is that it is about the whole part where the company looks at you know the the way they spend the money. Mm. All right, so that's that's being philanthropic. Like, okay, I have this amount of money. How mm. do I spend it? And back then, it was to give cash. But today, the conversation have changed. It's not just how we give cash to help people, but how do we give cash to enable our systems? How do yeah. we give cash to enable our services? Yeah, because also to clarify, giving cash to charity is a good thing. It's just that you mm-hmm. have to be, I guess, more purposeful and mindful about it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we've also got uh, ethical, uh, environmental, economic responsibility. You know, t- take us through those as well. Yes, definitely. And... And when we're talking about it, I think the, the one thing that is being followed by a lot of uh, Malaysian-based companies is actually uh, environmental. Yeah. And I think most of us are into environmental. Those were the days, you know, I, I used to, uh, you know, uh, I, I used to be like, you know, always carrying plastic bag. Uh, and then when I got married, my wife is a super environmental person. And she was like, no, you're not going to carry that. And then I think uh, over the times that I've seen, it has slowly now become everywhere. And every organization is looking at, you know, putting environment responsibility responsibility as their pillar. So what does that mean uh, when we look at it? Is it about just plastic bags and all that? Uh, companies are looking at it in a different way, which is how are they consuming natural resources? Mm. So uh, how are they looking at in terms of... So they become like the environmental uh, guards or environmental police officers, you know, as organizations. And some might consider this as, hey, they are cutting costs, you know, they're not letting us use papers and all that. But I, ideally, even if it sounds as that... Uh, uh, that's not what we're looking at, you know. Environmental just don't stop at papers or plastics. It looks at how do we operate in terms of the pollution that we come about. Mm. Uh, how do we, uh, what sort of emissions do we have? You know, the usage of aircon, uh, how do we, uh, how do we, consume certain resources yeah. and also our waste management how are waste being managed and then this goes differently right so when you look at startups and small organizations they, they don't have a big office and a big presence but if you're looking at a big manufacturing sort of a process so a lot of these things are coming in and UNSDG you know the whole goal setting has played a lot of role and helped us a lot in, in making sure that hey whatever that is being done let's do it let's do it properly and then back then you would have heard the whole stories where factories used to uh, you know channel uh, you know their ways in a wrong way but there's so much of improvement in technologies and so much of guidelines that has helped us to be able to enable this so again when we talk about CSI it's, it's not just the cash that goes out you know what yeah. are the policies that has been set in the company and, and that's about environment itself mm. and then we talk about the whole concept of uh, ethical responsibility so uh, when we talk about ethical it's it's, it has been changing and it's constantly changing. Yeah. And I think this is something that is so good is because uh, more and more what we are seeing organizations adopting is that it's more towards a fair treatment across, you know, no matter what gender you come from, what race, what culture that you're coming from, there's this whole movement about, hey, you know what, this we need to be fair towards people. And then when we look at it, it is really looking at in terms of uh, organization standards, you know, how do they set their standards? Be it their standards internally or uh, are they looking at standards externally so when we look at it it also looks at uh, in the standpoint of ethical you know the business that they're doing again another thing that overlap in terms of how they spend money you know what sort of vendors are they looking are they looking at people who 
who are, you know, the way they hire, the way they do their business, is mm. it ethical or are they getting it in the right way? And, and, and I think a lot of businesses, even when they hire young talents, they start asking these questions, you know. Uh, one of the famous interview questions that we start seeing is that if you were to say something wrong, what would you do? You know, uh, and these are things that are slowly being uh, uphold in terms of the whole part of being legal, making sure things are right by the books. And then I think the whole concept of this has also changed. And again, this is another example of how CSR being practiced, uh, not in just in terms of monitoring, but in terms of business processes. These are things that are slowly growing and, and more and more people are starting to focus on that. Mm. I think the last bit of it is the financial responsibility yes. part. And then when we talk about financial responsibility, uh, I, I do know that, you know, it, it, we talk a lot today on, uh, when we talk about corporate social responsibility, as much as there's an outgoing to the community directly, there's a lot of ingoing too, whereby a lot of organizations are spending enough money and, and they are putting in money to make sure that, hey, how am I investing my finances? Uh, how is the business impacting in terms of growth? Am I supporting the wrong cause or am I doing right? So there's a lot of uh, research that is being done and, and that's where the whole recruitment and last time we used to see that, you know, uh, the roles used to be just one person doing it. Now they have more and more people team being brought in because they want to make sure that the, the business itself, the culture itself, uh, whatever that they've been doing are aligned towards these goals. And and this this has been a great move, be it any of the four factors that we are looking at. It, it really looks like, like I said, when I first started seeing what is corporate social responsibility and then and some of my friends was asking, why are you volunteering for all this? You know, you just go do your work and you come back. But I saw the importance in it, you know, as, as employee, as, as your organization starts, you know, impacting the community. And when they draw these pillars and you see, hey, there are some people, you know, that are planning to do good. They're not just doing good, but they have a thought behind it. It really makes, you know, uh, the whole excitement towards, hey, this, this, this is a good brand, you know, uh, I'm working for the right person. Brilliant, brilliant. All right. Well, it's time to take a short break for some messages. But after that, I will continue my conversation with Aaron all about CSR here on Raise Your Game. You're listening to BFM 89.9. Brave, free, Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Listening to Raise Your Game, I'm Christine Wong, and on the line with me today is Aaron Dasson, Act Lead at Mad Movement, previously known as Leaderonomics Community. And today we're talking about corporate social responsibility and also how to make it sustainable. Before the break, we broke down uh, what is corporate social responsibility and the four areas you can cover uh, through that as well. And now I would like to ask uh, the question for uh, those who are just starting out business or, though, you know, entrepreneurs up and coming, or maybe those who they're fairly settled, but they haven't quite had the time to, as you mentioned before the break, sit down and really plan, you know, what their approach to CSR is going to be. What is the starting point here? What should organizations start with when they're thinking about CSR planning? Nice. And uh, I think this is, a, it shouldn't be an afterthought. It shouldn't be like, hey, when I become big, that's when I want to do yeah. CSR. And then I think the reason is there's, there's two sides of the coin. One is you obviously doing good based on your heart itself. The second thing is that it's, it's also the whole brand image that you're carrying, especially when you're a startup and you are thinking on how does people, how do people need to know me by, you know, uh, what is the brand that they want, awareness that they want to do. Uh, 
it, when you go out there and when you care about the community, people start thinking that, hey, this is a brand that I want to associate myself mm. with. But the question goes, right, in startups is that, what can I do? How can I do this, right? Uh, and, and, and people are not asking us, you know, if you are, let's say, starting a startup in terms of educating, no, it's not necessarily giving up free classes, but it's about the co- the content that you can give the people, the community that you can go out and reach. And similar to that, if let's say you are a startup and you are a tech-based company, you'll be wondering, hey, I'm a tech-based company. What, what, how can I help the community? But you do have those talents, you know, those talents in terms of tech knowledge and there are different people. And there's a lot of community that are not aware of this. And that's where, it, it, again, like, like we have been talking in, uh, from beginning, right? It's, it's not about the cash price that you'll be able to give them, but it's the time that you can spend with these people, you know, on a, on a frequent basis to share your knowledge and to share your experience. And, and more and more, uh, I mean, I've been working a lot with startups and social enterprise also. I, I can see the whole eagerness of uh, wanting to identify what's the community. So if you ask me, hey, I'm a startup, uh, and then, you know, how can I impact the social? I think the first thing that you need to ask is that, hey, where are you? Who are your community? What are your strengths? You know, and, and then very sure you would have done a SWOT analysis to know your strength, your weakness, and you can actually look at it and see, hey, how can you inspire the community? And as each and every one of you, there's something that you would be really passionate about. And then I think that's where, you know, driving on in your passion is, is better than you trying to force fit something that someone has been doing. Mm-hmm. So have those conversations and then, you know, be open and then do a lot of meetups. And, and then once you understand the community and you know your strength, you will definitely find a way to fit in, you know, one or two. And, and it doesn't need to be an everyday thing. And if you were to do it regularly, you start seeing that, hey, people are appreciating me. And, and I think the best part of the whole community or a social responsibility is that it's not when you are doing it, it's the outcome. And you start seeing the whole part of people being, hey, I learned something today. I experienced something today. And then that's when the whole fulfillment comes about. And I think the second part about how does it help your business, like I said, in terms of the coin uh, analogy, right? You know, your whole profiling, people mm-hmm. with you. That is an afterthought. Okay, don't, don't think about that much. It's about what can you do to the community around yeah. You know, I, I think also that's another interesting thing where uh, if you start your business with sort of planning CSR in mind already, then you are naturally more engaged. It's a more personal issue for you. It's a more, um, you know, clo- closer to the heart. And I think that will reflect, you know, as hopefully your organization grows and you hire more people. And, you know, I think if you start with that in mind, it will be a lot easier for you to shape your the culture of your organization to also be on board with those causes and to take as much of an interest, as much of a passion in it and to also be engaged with that. Because, I mean, I think, again, going back to maybe some of the uh, less favorable examples of uh, how companies have approached CSR before, um, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, there are some companies where, you know, when when it is sort of an afterthought where they'll be like, OK, we'll do like uh, some sort of charity fund run or something on the weekend. But they have not really talked about it. It's not something that's been espoused throughout the organization. It's not something that has been, you know, it's it's something that sort of comes out of left field or it doesn't feel like it fits the uh, company's pillars, you know. And, and And then as a result of that, you know, as an employee, you're kind of like, why are we doing this? Like, what's the point of this? I'm not interested. I don't want to be a part of it. Uh, so I think, I mean, uh, please uh, do chime in here. But, uh, you know, I think that 
if you have that intention going forward, that really helps you to find the right people to support that cause, and then that really helps with the engagement uh, and the involvement of the community in your organization as well. Yes, definitely. I mean, Christy, that's that's an excellent point. Uh, and why I'm saying this is because, uh, and, and as you all know, normally there's a portfolio handling TSR. And uh, if you bring in someone and these people is like super passionate about, like let's say, walk, going for a hike, cleaning the beach, they're going to be doing activities that are related to that. And what happens to getting people to help you? You will feel so drained because you are trying to drive something as an organization. Your people are not helping. And why did all this happen? Because there was not a thought of, hey, who are the people that I'm being recruiting? What are the things mm. that they know? I mean, a very good example is that uh, when I first joined uh, my first organization that I say, uh, I didn't know about CSR. I mean, to be honest, you know, you just graduated, you're not aware. But I was super passionate about helping people in terms of, you know, providing their basic needs. That's, that's my goal, to making sure community has that. And when I joined an organization who actually does that, you know, they go over, they do this uh, soup kitchen and, and they go out to give uh, shelter and knowledge and all those things, I, I really got connected to them. And, and then that's where the question comes in, right? So uh, a lot of organizations, and, and I think especially startups, is that uh, when you want to do something, you need manpower. You need mm. people to be on the ground. And if you have not built on top, uh, built upon it, you know, you, if you suddenly just decide that, hey, guys, you're going to do this, people are going to be stressed. Like, hey, this is not my work. Why yeah. would I be needing to do this? I have my family time. I have this, I have that. But if it is something that, you know, is as an organization you have been talking about, it's not just before, even after, once the event is done, there will be so much of positive vibe about, hey, we did this, this was excellent. And, and that kind of makes the whole work thing, not just work, it becomes like a lifestyle. Hey, I go there, I'm working, but I'm also impacting the community. Yeah. And we can see this in the younger generation. And, and, and I'm very sure the elder generation, they enjoy giving back. But the younger, uh, so the people that you're hiring, they, they are looking at how, what, what, where do I belong in the society? Mm. And this is where you get to hire those people or, you know, your recruitment strategies will change, your agenda for the year changes. And it becomes like a company retreat itself when you are going out and helping people. And definitely, uh, like, I, like like was mentioned earlier, it's not something that we can put in. If you could start with it, it's something that would actually catch. And you don't need to have a big plan. You can start off with small steps, setting up the goals and slowly progressing. Yeah. And I think definitely as well, an element of that is also in being personally involved with these initiatives, you're also leading by example, you know, and especially as organizations grow, I think that's a fantastic thing uh, for, uh, you know, uh, talent retention and engagement as well, because if your employees are seeing that, okay, you're actually getting involved, you're getting to, you know, down on the ground, like you are also putting yourself out there and also taking this time out of your day and, and your, you know, uh, obligations to, to do this because you believe in it, that is like, that's the kind of stuff that's really motivating, right? And, you know, that's the kind of thing that, you know, maybe subconsciously or not, but, you know, looking at a leader doing that, it will be like, okay, they really mean what they say. I have trust in mm-hmm. them. I have the, you know, this feeling like they're going to back up, you know, their their words with their actions here. And, and I think the one thing that I would like to highlight is like, you know, leading by example. Of, mm. So how do I lead by example? So normally when we see our managers or our CEOs, you see them as CEOs, you know, yeah. uh, in an office standard. And, but suddenly when you're doing a CSR activity, you see them as a common person doing the small things. And you start connecting to them more towards uh, as, an, as, a, as a personal connection is starting to happen over there. And that's where, you know, 
the whole hierarchy is being you know uh taken off it's not that they lose your respect towards you or your authority but they start seeing you also as humans and that's when you start realizing that you know even for a ceo or a founder they they get connected to the people and and, and it's just not the way i know it's not i'm just and uh up down sort of uh sorry like a down top sort of a relationship mm. but it's also for ceos to come down to start seeing uh people as who they are yeah. you know not those people in the meeting being afraid to share something or just talking about projects so you start talking about what is your personal interest what do you do why are you doing this and this sort of conversations goes long way because you you start building relationship more than just a formal uh, a resume or a report line that has been created by the organization yeah and then i think these are like really good ways to really bring about the whole uh, employee branding that we are starting to speak a lot about Yes, a hundred percent, and you know I think it's it's very helpful for you know both for employees to see their leaders not just as authorities but as people, and mm-hmm. then also the other way around as well, where it's like these are not just like my subordinates who do tasks, like these mm-hmm. are actual human beings. That connection is really important, and I think especially with the incoming gen- generation of workers, like you said, there so much of the incoming generation are you know already passionate social activists in their own right. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, so so building on that is is really helpful for sure, and also again, you know, making sure that everyone's engaged and and getting on the ground and doing it yourself. That's all part of integrating it into your organization so that it is sustainable. It's not just a one-off. You know, it is something that you carry with you long term as part of the organization's goals. Okay, brilliant. Well, it is about time, however, uh, for us to wrap up the conversation. But thank you so much to Aaron for speaking to me all about sustainable corporate social responsibility today. Thank you so much, Kristin. Thank you for having me today. You've been listening to Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. I've been speaking to Aaron Dassen, the act lead at Mad Movement, here all about corporate social responsibility and making it sustainable. If you've missed any of today's show, of course, you can go ahead and find our app. It's available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. And of course, you can find this podcast and many, 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 many more as well on our website, bfm.my. This is BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.